Welcome back to another episode of the Logical Speaking Sports Podcast, brought to you by the UT Daily Beacon. We're going to be talking marquee NFL matchups. There's not a whole lot this week, but we're going to still talk about the ones we think are probably the most intriguing. Jared, you want to take the first one? So the first game is the Thursday night at 8.20 Eastern, Packers versus Seahawks for at home for the Seahawks. Packers coming off a good win against the Dolphins, looks very good on defense, even though the Dolphins were able to get in the red zone multiple times, they were able to hold them to field goals, or just make a turnover to um, not allow them to score. And I just think they're on a roll right now. I think it's a very important to see Mike McCarthy finally get them back on track. I think Aaron Jones is finally running the ball really well. I think he's looking like their number one that they thought they would after he got suspended. I just, I'm a big, I think Packers will probably win this one, even though it's at home for the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks had a tough loss last week against the Rams. We're able to play them really close. I'm just not super sold on Russell Wilson right now. and I'm not super sold on their defense. I just think at the end of the day, Packers Aaron Rodgers will find a way to win this game because this pretty much from this game on now is must-win for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is, especially in that division that's super crowded. I mean, you got the Bears that are sitting pretty at the top with the Vikings right on their heels. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it definitely is a game for the Packers that you need to go in there and win. Uh, it's one of those games that's going to kind of symbolize your season. Can you go up to Seattle, make enough plays to get the win? And I personally don't think they will. I think Seattle's defense has been underrated a lot of the year. Um, and I think they hold Aaron Rodgers down somewhat. You can only do that, you know, so much. But I think they try to take away the running game um, with Aaron Jones and make them throw the ball and hopefully get Aaron to make some mistakes, even though he doesn't do that a ton. Um, so I'm going to take the Seahawks in a close one. Uh, they're favored by two and a half. They are the home team, so they automatically get those three points. Um, but I think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game. I don't think it'll be as high-scoring as a lot of people expect it to be. Um, but I think both defenses are a little underrated, and both come in and play pretty well uh, in this one. I think for the Packers' defense, it's important to slow Russ down running the ball. He's been a lot better over these past few weeks uh, on the ground than he had earlier in the season. I think they've understood that... For him to get out of the pocket, get moving, that's when their offense is its best, especially with Chris Carson being out last week. They needed a lot of production on the ground. Rashad Penny gave it to him. So did Mike Davis somewhat uh, with his touchdown. Uh, But in this one, I'm going to take the Seahawks in a close one. Yeah, I think these are two teams that have pretty underrated defenses overall. Uh, I, I think it's it sounds funny to say, but I mean it's it, it's funny to say like Seahawks the Seahawks actually put up solid defensive performance, just holding the Rams at thirty six points. When it we all know they they probably have been to score probably like at least fifty every night. Yeah. Uh, I think overall, yeah, Green Bay is coming off a, a solid a, a pretty solid win over Miami last week. Uh, but right now I'm with Adam. I think the Seahawks are a pretty underrated team. I know their record. I know they're at four and five, so they're not. But, I mean, they're still competing for a playoff spot, probably just hoping for a wildcard spot at this point. Definitely. But, like I said, Rashad Penny actually did, had a pretty solid game, looking like a first-round draft pick, kind of. Mike Davis has been solid all year round, at least consistent at the very least. Chris Carson could be back. I know he, the goal was for, for him to practice this week, but it's not nothing set in stone on him playing with it being a short week. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just Mike Davis and Rashad Penny again. Uh, Russell Wilson's kind of lacking his, his clutch ability he has in past years. And, like, you, you go again back to the Chargers and into this past week, he – hasn't been able to make the throws that count when like when they when he needs to. I mean he's had chances to make plays. It came down to last week against uh, he rolled out of the pocket and threw it and just it went sort of over his receiver's head out of bounds. But I think overall the Seahawks have a little bit too much firepower on offense and on offense and defense. The Packers just don't right now. I think Mike McCarthy's just not having a great year coaching wise. He's won games against teams that 
like just if you put Aaron Rodgers out there, he's gonna win. Yeah, uh, games they, you expect them to win. Exactly, he's, he's and won. Miami is no by no means a pushover team. I mean, again, you're putting Aaron Rodgers up against like Brock Osweiler. Like it's just a game he's not gonna yeah. lose. I just, again, but I just think overall the Seahawks are they're still battling for a playoff spot. I, mean, I know Green Bay is too. Green Bay is too. But right, right now, I think the Vikings and the Bears are just way too much. So I think this could be what overall eliminates uh, Packers from playoff contention. But yeah, I'm going to go with Seahawks, too. Yeah, so moving into the next one's going to be the Cowboys at the Falcons. Uh, both teams coming in at 4-5. and five. Um, I think both of these teams are probably better than their overall records are. Of course, the Falcons' defense plagued by injuries, along with uh, Freeman in their backfield. Uh, probably a reason they're one of the worst rushing teams as of right now. They also just throw the ball a ton with Matt Ryan, uh, which understandably so with the weapons he has. Um, but the Cowboys coming off a big win against the Eagles, uh, kind of a shocker. I know you guys picked the Eagles oh, last sure. week, yeah. uh, which, you know, that, that was one of those games I just felt the Cowboys would go and, and win, but at the same time, it could have gone either way, a really close game. I think it was a better game than a lot of people expected. There was offense on both sides and ultimately Dallas did pull it out. Um, and in this one, I'm going to take Dallas again. Uh, I, for me, it's a tough one because I know the Falcons can put up points, but they also allow teams to put up a ton of points. So I expect Zeke to go in there and run all over them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, eclipses a 200 yard game, uh, and really gets that offense moving downfield. Um, Dax looked really good in these past few weeks, uh, compared to earlier in the season. Uh, I know in fantasy this week, he's definitely a streaming quarterback for a lot of teams to look out for just because he is playing the Falcons coming off a few weeks where he's been averaging like over 20 points, uh, stuff like that. I think Amari Cooper being a downfield threat is going to be huge for that offense going forward. Um, and overall, cause you know, with Cooper, he hasn't had a, a breakout game yet. I mean, it's been like four to six catches, you know, 50 to 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. Uh, but overall, it's just him being in the offense changes the entire offense because it's so much more of a threat. Um, Falcons, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, like I said last week, Leighton Vander Esch would be a major X factor for, for their one over the Philadelphia Eagles. And, I mean, lo and behold, he, he picks off Carson Wentz early on in the game, which was, I think, a momentum swing for the Cowboys. I think you finally saw Jason Garrett actually coach a football team last week. I think he actually, you could tell, like, there was some, he felt pretty desperate to get a win there, and he coached like he wanted to win, and he did. I mean, again, you can argue the Eagles aren't where they were last year, and maybe teams have figured out how to beat them. But, I mean, overall, the Eagles still want a pushover. I mean, I know, yeah. I mean, their record is, is really subpar right now. But, I mean, overall, you still have Carson Wentz, who was a potential MVP candidate last year. He's still a franchise quarterback for the Eagles, and they have a bunch of weapons with Zach Ertz and all over on offense. And the, overall, the Cowboys found a way to beat him. I mean, like I, said, I think Amari Cooper has added a, a dynamic playmaker to a Cowboys offense that desperately needed it, and I think it's – helped free up the other receivers, mainly Michael Gallup. It's taking a lot of pressure off them and giving them better matchups to make plays against. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have another huge matchup against the Falcons. I know they might get Deion Sanders back this week. I know it's up in the air. I think it's possible. Deion Jones, yeah. Oh, Deion Jones, my bad. Yeah, if they brought Deion Sanders back, it would be be quite the comeback. It would definitely be a comeback. (laughs) They probably need him with the defense right now, though. (laughs) They could could use anything on defense right now. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, getting Deion Jones back would be huge. Uh, I I think, overall, Cowboys do have a lot of playmakers. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have another huge game. I think I think it could be a little bit of a high scoring affair, uh, just because you think Tevin Coleman's gonna have a huge game. 
I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones will have another connection. Calvin Ridley could. He's kind of cooled off late, but I think he can have another huge game. Yeah, I think a guy to watch out for is Austin Hooper because Zach Ertz put up great numbers last week against that defense. I think part of that reason is because they get a lot of pressure with that D-line. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence in a contract year just destroying offensive lines right now. I think watch for Hooper to get some short routes, get open early in the play, and Matt Ryan to dump it off to him. Same thing with Coleman out of the backfield, stuff like that. Mm. I think Hooper probably won't put up the game that Ertz did last week. I mean, Ertz almost had like 200 yards receiving on like 12 catches or something. Uh, Ridiculous. Uh, But I expect him to have a good one. I agree. I think Austin Hooper is usually – he's usually like a top 10 tight end overall. Yeah. But yeah, I think him and Tevon – Tevin Coleman would be huge to this offense this week. I just think overall it could be close. A lot of, high, a lot of points, but I think Dallas pulls it out in the end. Yeah, I actually like the Falcons in this one. They're at home, like you both said. I, I'm i just not sold on the Cowboys' offense. When I watch them Sunday night, it just seems like the same old thing, which is a bunch of checkdowns, like screens. Just I mean, yeah, they kept Zeke in the game, but that's because they were close. Whenever they get down by two or three touchdowns, it just they seem to get away from the running game and make Dak put it on all by himself. And we've seen how their offensive line is. With the talent they have with Zach Martin and uh, Tyron Smith, but it, we see how it is, and Dak seems to be running for his life all the time. And I just think that's what it's going to have to happen. I think because we said the Falcons' office can put up points. That's what they're good at. Obviously, their defense is decimated by injury. I just think Julio's going to have a game. I think um, I'm not, and I'm not super sold on the Cowboys' offense right now. I, even though they have played well, and the Eagles is a tough team. The, their defense is looking. And Sidney Jones, what he tore his ACL. I think we found out a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, that's one of the reasons I picked the Cowboys is because that entire secondary was absolutely plastered yeah. by injuries. So. This one, and we both know how this one is, this is a playoff matchup because this can pretty much decide whether you're going to make it or not. Yeah, whoever whoever loses this game is pretty much sure. out. Pretty much out, yeah. yeah. So I just think I think it's going to be close, like you both said. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be one of those things where whoever gets the ball last might win, but I just, I'm just i just not super sold on their offense, no matter how many points they're going to put up last week. I just I think at the end of the day, I'm not a fan of Garrett, and I think, I think it's about time for him to go. Whether they make the playoffs or not this year, I just – I think it needs to be gone, so... Yeah, I mean, with the Falcons' offense, the only problem I have with that is the fact that when they play a good defense, it seems to definitely take a step back. I mean, when you play Tampa twice a year and the Saints haven't had a great secondary this this year, um, then your numbers get inflated a little bit. And, like, even last week playing the Browns, that offense struggled a lot. I mean, it, it, looked, it looked, you know, pretty anemic at times. But, yeah, I mean, that offense can bust out you know 45 plus points any week so yeah it's i think it's definitely going to be a game of the week you know Should candidate be. yeah Should for be. sure um moving into the next one's gonna be the tennessee titans visiting indianapolis and andrew luck and the colts um miller i'll let you kick this one off i'm happy to uh <laughs> titans coming off a huge win against new england last week absolutely decimated them uh, i think final line was 34 to 10 it was definitely a game that the titans over the science offense especially needed i know after the Monday night win against Dallas, everyone had like everyone kind of thought that was a spark for the offense. I think Ivan said that last week, and I think this past Sunday even proved that this could be an offense that might actually put up points compared to like they have in the last couple weeks. Uh, this defense is still number one and number one in scoring. I mean, they held the Patriots to ten points. I mean, that's not that's not an easy feat when you have Tom Brady, James White, Julian Edelman. I know they didn't have Gronkowski in the, again, but like they found ways to put up points. I mean, you look. To the game, you looked at something like gaming against the Packers a couple, like about last week or two weeks ago. I mean, they absolutely they put up a huge ton of points on a, what we all think is a pretty solid defense in Green Bay. 
So I think the Suns team, I, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm not going to yet say their offense is for real. I think they still need to have like an, a consistent performance against the Colts to do it, which isn't going to be easy. Colts defense, by no means, is a pushover. Their secondary is a bit suspect, and I think you could see uh, like Corey Davis have a, have another breakout game if that, if that happens. Uh, I think what it's going to come down to is if the defensive line can pressure Andrew Luck. Like I said the last two weeks, the, the key to being Dallas was getting pressure on Dak, and they did, mainly in the second half. And then you look at last game, and they found, constantly found ways to pressure Brady and, and make him make throws that he wasn't comfortable with, or he had to make off his back foot or he got sacked a couple times, uh, which isn't going to be easy. This Colts, for the first time in forever, have a solid offensive line that haven't really allowed Luck to take any hits or get sacked lately. So I think it's not going to be easy by any means. And, I mean, we all know Andrew Luck hasn't, has never lost to the Titans. It's at Indy. But I think the Titans know that if they want to make the playoffs, or which pretty much they have to win the division now, it's – it's gonna come down to this, it's gonna come down to this game and next week, uh, it, and they're must wins. Uh, I think the Titans may find are gonna finally find a way to be Andrew Luck. I'd say it's probably gonna be like a touchdown, ten point game at the very end. I just think overall the Titans make a couple more plays here and there. Yeah, I actually like the Colts in this one. I'm sorry, Miller. It's okay. Andrew Luck, he's been on fire. I think we all know this. I mean, what did I say? Three touchdowns in the last six games, and I yeah. mean, it looks like the turnover thing is kind of kind of going away. I think he's finally getting comfortable in Frank Reich's offense. And the defense look, and it looks really good. I think, as we saw in the beginning of the year, they were kind of riddled by the injury. And I just – I think I think they're kind of hitting that stride. I think this is going to be a game, like you said, like whether it's going to decide – it's one of those playoff-type games because it's close. It's Cincinnati. It's the Titans. It's Dolphins. It, they're all right there. And the Indianapolis is, is really hot right now, and they're on are on the up. A Titans, like you said, coming off good against Patriots, they did what they had to do to beat Brady, which is make him uncomfortable. You cannot let him sit in the pocket. And, I mean, trust me, I've watched it for who knows how long. But you just cannot make him feel – you had to make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket and you had to make him move around and just – they schemed well, like you said, before we got in here. And I just – Titans look good. I'm just not so sure about their offense. We all know how the Patriots' defense is, and we all know how Dallas' defense, which I thought was important – which I thought was better than – the Patriots defense for sure, but I'm just not super sold on Mariota yet. I think this is going to be one of those things where if he comes in and has played like he has the last couple of games and kind of shows with, hey, I'm for real, then I'll definitely be sold on them for the division or at least for a playoff spot because the way Cincinnati's playing right now, I'm the defense, defense at least is just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, that Titans win over Dallas was honestly more impressive to me than the win over New England just because of the defense that the Cowboys have and to see that offense take the next step and look like Mariota really fit the offense. Uh, I think that was important, and I think that was a, a bigger win overall for the entire season than maybe the Patriots one was. Um, in this one, I think it's going to be a close one. It's a toss-up for me. Uh, but I'm going to take the Titans. I think uh, in past weeks I haven't, and it's paid off most of the time. But last week it didn't. And so um, in this one, I I have a feeling it may turn into a shootout, which scares me because Andrew Luck, I'm going to take any day over Mariota. Um, but I think the Titans' defense is better than the Colts' defense right now, um, especially in the secondary. I think that's that'll be a key factor. They have to hold Luck down because – as much as Marlon Mack wants to run the ball, their offense is Andrew Luck gunslinging the ball downfield, looking for T.Y., looking for those two tight ends, um, making plays down the field in Reich's offense. Um, right now, the Colts are a two-point favorite. They are at home, so um, really this is a toss-up for Vegas too. Um, but I'm going to take the Titans in a game where it, suppl- it supplants them you know, a spot 
where it's them and the Texans going forward in that division. The Colts and the Jaguars take a step back, even though I think the Colts are almost there. Um, I feel like their defense needs a couple more pieces. I think Hooker is great. I think Leonard's great. Um, I think that defensive line needs a little help, and I think the fact that they're not going to be able to rush Marcus as much as they would want to, I think that's going to be an issue because he might have time back there in the pocket to see those open receivers and get them the ball. Um, and Deion Lewis has been really underrated story this year, playing great. Uh, I know Henry had a couple touchdowns to vulture away from him last week, but overall, Deion Lewis looking like a top 10 running back in the league this year um, in that offense and really taking a step forward. And I, I know last week was a huge game for him against the Patriots, uh, just, you know, emotionally and stuff like that. And he definitely went out there and, I mean, he, he said what he said before the game and after the game. And um, so I, I know it meant a lot to him to go and just absolutely kick kick some butt. Yeah, if you look at the Titans roster, it's probably a huge game for pretty much like half the organization as a whole. Yeah. I mean, GM, Vrabel, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Deion Lewis, I mean, they're all, they all have ties to the Patriots. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the key for the Titans this week is going to be, can they, the defense, they're going to have to, the D-line's going to have to form stunts against the Colts offensive front, try and get to luck. i probably watch for a bunch of line, linebacker blitzes or uh, probably for Logan Ryan, who's been majority of time to blitz Andrew Luck. It's just going to come down if they can create pressure. Uh, I think overall the Titans could have the better scoring offense right now. I know their points per game don't reflect it yet because I think I think everyone's willing to see if this offense is actually legit. I know I am. Yeah. It's it's easy to get excited about putting up a bunch of points against Dallas and New England, but overall, I mean, like it's this is a big test. I mean, you finally have a chance to go into Indy and beat Andrew Luck. Uh, yeah, with with a division opponent, you know, a Luck's nine and zero against them in his yeah. career. I think that actually plays into it. That's actually one of the reasons I almost took the the Colts just because he doesn't lose to the Titans. It's, it's uh, a but I think it, I think it's a little bit different this year. Um, I think the Titans' defense is a little different from past years. We've usually viewed them as a pushover. This year, it's clearly not that. I mean, Brady just you know got his butt kicked by him. So, uh, moving into the next one though, it's going to be the Eagles visiting New Orleans. Um, I know I'm excited for this one, uh, Jared. I'll let you kick it off though. Yeah, I like the Saints in this one. I rolling off another win against the Bengals. I mean, we, we all. I think anybody who saw that game was just it's pretty hard to watch. It, I don't really know what to say other than just, I mean, their defensive coordinator got fired. So I mean, does that? Really, I mean, it tells yeah. the entire story. Yeah, they their offense is rolling right now. I I think it's pretty easy, it's pretty safe to say that I don't see them losing another game unless it's the Falcons or something in the division where like it's just one of those type of games where it's just kind of happens where it's even though they might definitely be lesser talent than the Saints, where it's just because it's a division, it's just because it's kind of a rivalry matchup that, like, it's always going to be close and maybe something happens, something doesn't swing their way, backhaul, just something like that or just something that they can't really control that kind of make maybe maybe lose the game. But I this game, this could be maybe for me, I think this game will be closer than what people think. I think the Eagles just off talent have a chance, I think. I think if it, I think it's going to be one of those things where it becomes a shootout. And I think, well, the way they played last week where Wentz had to throw the ball over 40 times, I think they don't mind doing that. I mean, they only scored 20, but – I, the Saints, I don't like. I said I don't see the Saints losing another game this entire year. So there's not really much to say for me. I think it's pretty easy pick. Yeah, I'm, close. I, I'm gonna say with hesitation, the Saints actually killed the entire city of Cincinnati last week. <laughs> I mean, like Jared said, they they got their defense coordinator fired, which and I know their defense wasn't anything special this year, but like they weren't bad. And then they left 50, like over fifty points to the Saints, and the man loses his job over it. That's yeah. I mean, they got Hugh Jackson though, so they, like they do have Hugh Jackson now. <laughs> so I mean, you never know what's gonna happen in this offense. Right, right. But no, I, I mean, I think the Saints are gonna kill the Eagles. Uh, I mean, 
I think the Eagles are a very mediocre team this year. And I, as much as I think we're all – I know Adam and I especially have been a little bit higher on the Cowboys. I know I picked them to lose last week. But I, I have overall liked their their talent so far, not necessarily their coaching. But I think, I mean, it's it, they're both kind of average right now. Dallas has more potential to be good than Philly as of right now. But, I mean, the Saints are an absolutely, absolutely dominant team. They're my number one team in the league right now. I think – their defense is catching, are making strides to becoming what they were last year. Uh, they're not there quite yet, but I think, I mean, obviously, like, Cincinnati isn't a pushover offense either, and yeah. they didn't let them do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this, I think that could be, that could go huge towards their confidence. I think the Eagles are, they're putting up points, but, like, they're really struggling to put up consistent points. They're having a 17 a game. Isn't bad, but then you look at the Saints, are averaging 30. So, I mean, it's it's really no question. The Saints are the top team in the NFL, in my opinion. I'm right, I'm right there with Kansas City and uh, the Rams. But I think this is going to be a game where they win by, like, about three touchdowns, probably even more. Yeah. Um, for In this one, for me, I think, like you said, the defense is starting to catch stride. I think Davenport is uh, wearing his boot less. He, he won't be back this week, but I think he could return a little earlier than uh, a lot of people expected. Originally, it was like a four- to six-week injury. They're looking at maybe three to four weeks now, um, which is good for them and that D-line especially. Um, they also lost uh, Armstead, the offensive lineman, for three to four weeks, uh, which I think is tough because the Eagles do have a great D line. Uh, Fletcher Cox, Barnett, Chris Long, all of the, you know, all, all in that talented D line. Um, but in this one, I am going to take the Saints. Uh, nine point favorite at home. I think at home plays a lot into it as well. Uh, in the dome, again, I think the Eagles have to come in and play basically perfect to beat the Saints um, when they're at home. And I just don't see it happening, especially I think the injuries on both sides of the ball for them makes it really difficult. Um, I think not having Darren Sproles is tough, but I think the secondary being, you know, destroyed by injuries is terrible for them. Um, And we saw that last week. I mean, Dak, you know, dotted them up a lot last week and made them look silly on a lot of plays just because of the injuries and stuff like that, which is unfortunate. But I think this is the game that basically eliminates them out of the out of the contention to win the division just because right now the Redskins are already, you know, they're they're sitting at what, six and four? Six and three. Yeah, they're six, six and, they're six and three going to Houston. Right? Yeah, and so um they're already behind them by a couple games. I just don't see it being too pretty for them going down the stretch, especially with some more division games coming up. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Saints in this one. Like like Miller said, I actually don't think it'll be all that close. Um, just because of the defense that the Eagles have, I'm expe- I'm expecting like a 17 to 21 point win. Um, just because I, I think they continue their offense continues to do what it does. Um, the offensive line injury, you know, scares me a little bit, but overall, Michael Thomas, you know, in my opinion, best receiver in the league. Yes, I'm biased, but you know, overall, Pro Football Focus even has him up there as as number one so far this year. I think uh, it'll be a big game for him. Uh, expect the tight ends to get involved too. Um, of course, you know, Kamara out of the backfield as well. Um, but I'm gonna take the Saints in this one by by a pretty wide margin at home. Uh, moving into the next one, the Vikings visit Chicago and the Bears. Uh, this one is is a tough one for me. Uh, I like both of these teams. I think the Vikings have underperformed so far this year. They seem to be catching a stride before their bye. Uh, I know the injuries haven't been great uh, on the defensive line, as well as, you know, Stephon Diggs has been battling an injury all year, basically. Davin Cook was out for most of the year, only played a few weeks so far this season. Uh, but I expect him to, you know, play in this one. Uh, I think this will actually be a, a fairly high-scoring game. I think people are expecting it to be kind of low-scoring, but I think both of these teams can put up points when they get 
get in a groove. And being a division game is important for me just because I think both of these teams play up when they play in the division, especially, you know, when it's the Bears and Green Bay or Vikings, Green Bay. It's always, you know, a crazy good game. Even when the Lions are involved, the Lions always keep it close. Uh, two and a half point favorite for the Bears at home. Uh, so it's basically a toss up for odds as well. Uh, Vikings coming in only averaging 20 points per game this year. I expect that to be higher in this one. Um, but overall, I'm going to take the Bears in a close one. I think their D-line getting to Kirk Cousins will be important. Um, and I think their secondary has played better than a lot of people expected. It's young. Eddie Jackson at safety has been playing great so far. Um, so overall, I think Roquan is important as well. Stopping Dalvin Cook, they have to stop that run of the Vi of the Vikings or Kirk Cousins, and that offense is way too much to handle. Uh, because when they can run the ball, they can throw the ball downfield off play action and stuff like that. Um, plus, you add in how good Thielen has been this year. Rudolph has been quiet, but when you have Thielen and Diggs on, you know, as your receivers, anything can happen in that offense. Uh, but I'm going to take the Bears in a close one, maybe a touchdown game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take the Bears for sure. I do think that this will be what puts Chicago over the edge to win the division. Uh, I mean, it's still going to be close no matter what. I mean, Minnesota will only be a couple games back, but I think I don't, I don't see Chicago having like a midseason meltdown. I think they're, I think it's pretty much going to be smooth sailing for the rest of the year. I just think right now Chicago has way too many playmakers on both sides of the ball. I do I, like I, like you said. I do think Minnesota is hitting their stride on offense. Kirk Cousins hasn't. Kirk Cousins has played overall well, but this offense hasn't put up points kind of like you think they would. And their defense especially has underperformed for like their honest like shutdown performance last year, leading up all the way to, until they lost in the playoffs. Um, I do think that Mitchell basically gonna have a pretty solid game. I think the I think the linebackers of Chicago are gonna have are gonna be make hugely important. I think Dalvin Cook, who is finally healthy, coming off a of bye week is gonna be huge. Especially, I mean, they have another week to game plan for Chicago, who is probably one of the hotter teams of the entire National Football League right now. It's hard. It's it's hard to pick against them. That's why I'm pick, that's why I'm picking with them. I just think overall they have too much talent. I think Tariq Cohen's gonna have a huge game. Uh, I think Jordan Howard's been. Kind of slow. He hasn't been what we were used to him being because I think Tariq Cohen overall fits Matt Nagy's offense a little bit more. Absolutely. And Jordan Howard, I think just they, it's 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 a lot like a modern NFL offense. You need you need a running back that can catch and run physical, and Tariq Cohen can do both impressively. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think just the Vikings aren't what we thought they were going to be this year. I think this will put Chicago over the edge of being a, a full on legit team in the division when, to go on and win it. But I'm going to pick Chicago probably about like seven to ten points. Yeah, I think also a factor that goes into it is the fact it's a prime time Sunday night game. Kirk Cousins on the road. I don't like it. As I've said before on the podcast, I, I don't like Kirk Cousins in prime time, especially on the road uh, in a in a colder game. Uh, I think that's a that's a tough one for him, but I also think it could play in you know the favor of the Vikings as well, just because it's a young quarterback, Trubisky stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still gonna take the Bears close one though. Yeah, I agree with you, Miller and Adam, that I think the Bears are a real like a real team, but I'm gonna take the Vikings in this one. I uh, I really like. I, I'm not super sold on Kirk Cousins, oh, I, I'm not, but I think he's good. I think he's played really well this season. Yeah. I I just feel like at the the Vikings, like I know their defense hasn't performed all all that well this season, but they're leading the league in third down percentage. Like they get the most stops out of everybody, and they have they're tied first with sacks with like thirty one this year, and I think nine of those have come on third down. So they're able to get the teams off the field, and unless you play teams like the Saints, where they lost like thirty to twenty, they're gonna get stops. And I think with as much talent as they have with Dalvin Cook coming back, who I think rushed before the bye, actually ran the ball pretty well. I think. 
And I just think that with Diggs, Feeland, and Rudolph there, someone's gonna someone's gonna have a really big game. Well, I think Thielen probably will because because we all know how he they set up him in the slot. So I mean, it's not gonna be a top corner covering, which you can't blame Thielen for. Obviously, it's not right. it's not his fault that he's just getting terrible coverage. But I think. I think look for Diggs to have a big game this week or Rudolph. I think they're going to find a way to keep Thielen. I think they're going to scheme towards him, which like the Vikings will to get keep Mac out of the um, backfield, keep him away from Cousins. But I know it's prime time. I just think this game is going to be what the, wins the division for the Vikings because the Vikings this is a must win for them because they have Green Bay after this, then they have the Patriots, and so yeah, it's it's a, and the Seahawks I think. So like I just yeah. you I. They can afford. They can't afford to lose this game. Not at all. Yeah, it's a tough schedule because of how good they played last year. Yeah. Uh, they get that first place schedule, which is rough, uh, especially when you play in the NFC and they already had to play the Saints and stuff like that. That that doesn't help them at all. Um, but yeah, so moving into the final one for us, uh, a great game originally scheduled to be played in Mexico, but it's been moved to LA. The Chiefs and the Rams both coming into the game at nine and one. Uh, Pretty much just a heavyweight bout. Miller, I'll let you kick this one off. This, I feel bad for Minnesota and Chicago because that would be the game of the week if this game didn't exist. Like yeah. this is this is your two. This is two of my two and three teams going at it. I think this is really this isn't. I don't think it's going to impact team either team overall like going forward. This is going to be a hugely entertaining game to watch, at least on paper. And I, if this game disappoints, then like this is gonna, this is going to kill everyone's faith. And I mean, guaranteed, this will be like a thirteen to ten final score game. Oh, for sure, there's going to be no offense in this game. <laughs> nah, I do. <laughs> these aren't these aren't bad defenses though. I do think the Rams' defense hasn't been we at all we, we thought they would be. I know their their D line does create pressure, and they do have they can create clutch plays and win night win out like they did last week against Seattle. But overall, they haven't been what the shutdown unit that we thought they would be. I do think, I mean, we all gave our opinion on Marcus, Marcus Peters last week, and I think losing a keep to leave has also benefited to that. But, I mean, overall, this offense, this defense does allow a lot of points. They're averaging, they usually have around 23 points per game. That's not the stat line you thought, you thought it'd be with, like, with the names that's on the offseason, the guys they traded for. On the flip side, the Chiefs all also average letting their guys, letting their opponents score 23 points per game. So this is, these defenses are alike in a lot of ways. I do think I don't. I think this hurts uh, Pat Mahomes overall because he's his first year starting. I think I think I do think the experience is still he he's been killing it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the experience level isn't there yet for him to win this kind of game. I think it's going to be hugely entertaining. I just think overall the Rams are probably going to score about another probably about ten more points than, than the Chiefs do. I think it's going to come at Jared Goff probably leading his offense to, on a last minute drive. And by Jared Goff, I mean mainly mean Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff's been playing lights out football, but Todd Gurley is just. He's gonna he's gonna kill this Chiefs defense in my opinion. I just yeah. <laughs> Chiefs defense letting up around 117 yards per game. I think Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley are both gonna be huge fantasy contrib- contributors this week. I think if you have anyone on this roster, you play them. I don't care if they're second or third string. They're, they're probably gonna score a touchdown. Like it just it just doesn't matter. It's gonna be a hugely important, hugely entertaining game. But I think overall the Rams win it. Yeah, I think uh, the Rams rush defense is gonna play a part in this one. I think Kareem Hunt has a huge game. They have like a bottom five run defense so far this season. So I think also for the Chiefs, I think it's smart for them to run the ball as much as they can because it gives them. This is a big game for Mahomes. Uh, maybe too big. We don't really know yet he didn't look overwhelmed by the Patriots game and games before that but this is the biggest game of the season for him so far Um, and I think the important thing for them running the ball is it keeps the ball out of the Rams hands Uh, and so I think if they can continue success on the ground with Kareem Hunt that's going to be huge Um, which is a reason I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one Uh, I 
it's it's a toss-up for me. Same thing for Vegas. A lot of games this week are. Um, but I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be a little bit too much for the Rams' defense. I uh, still don't love the Rams' secondary. Uh, don't love their linebackers. Of course, their D-line is ridiculous. Aaron Donald will make three or four plays a game that no other D-tackle in the league can make, and no one really talks about it all that much. Um, but their stats showing it. He's just a ridiculous player that uh, probably should win Defensive Player of the Year. Him and Mack are up there, you know, kind of in a league of their own, in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to take Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs in this one. High, high-powered offenses on both sides, but I think uh, they get pressure on Goff a little more than the Rams do on Mahomes. Um, so I'm going to take the Chiefs in a close one. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the Rams in this one. I know that they lost Cooper Cup this last or this last week to an ACL. I know it's a big deal for them, but I mean they still have Brandon Cook and they still have uh, Robert Woods. Plus they have Gurley. So I mean, anytime, anytime you have Gurley, I mean you're gonna have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I, I'm. I like the Rams defense. I know they haven't played very well, but I like their talent. I think okay, Marcus Peters has not played very well, but I think that's because he's had to play number one type receivers. I mean, Mark, Michael Thomas and just. For example, I mean, he got killed. He, I mean, he really just, that was unfortunate. But, I mean, you put someone like Tlaib on him, I, I just think that, like, he's just a supporting cast type dude. I mean, he's got the talent. He should. He has the talent to be a, be a one, but I just, he's just not fulfilling it for me. But I, I like the Ramsey. I think I've, like, just accepted the fact that they're just waiting to get to the playoffs. I think that's what it is with the kind of, with people like Aaron Donald and Sue and stuff. Who, I mean, because we all know why Sue went there. He wasn't there to play in the regular season. They were there to get to the, like, to win a Super Bowl. And so I think he's just probably just, I want to say like saving themselves, but I just feel like they're just not putting, I mean, not putting a whole bunch. I don't know. It just feels like to me that they could be performing, obviously performing better than what they should with the talent they have. But I think this game that doesn't really, I think defenses play somewhat of a factor. I think it's going to be whoever gets a lot, whoever gets like one or two extra stops in, in the game is probably going to win this one. I, and I think it's going to be one of those things where whoever has the ball last wins the game. And more than likely, it's if, the Rams do get it, which I think they obviously because I picked them to win. But I think if it's gonna be a heavy dose of Gurley, and I think it's gonna be a heavy dose of Kareem Hunt, which we haven't seen a whole lot of because I think Kareem Hunt only had maybe 15 carries last week. I mean, he had some touches, and he's pretty important in the passing game. But I think I think if they if the Chiefs really want to win this game, they need to like you said, give the ball to Kareem Hunt a lot and just say, hey, here win the game for us because. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has the talent to win this game and put it on his shoulders. But there's no point if you have with all the talent they have. There's no point in doing that. So yeah, I, I think one of the things that plays into the Rams' favor is the fact that the Chiefs' number one receiver is not a big receiver. It's Tyreek Hill, who's under six feet tall. Peters, smaller guy. He can probably play a receiver like that better. Although Tyreek Hill is, you know, probably a top five fastest player in the league. That's not a fun guy to cover. But it's at least the size factor may play a part. I know Michael Thomas is a lot more physical than Tyreek Hill is, so I think that plays into it as well. Uh, but like you said, Talib being gone is big just because he's the size, he's the physicality corner. Uh, but I think overall they got Peters, you know, in the trade and they're going to pay him like a number one corner. I think he should play like it. Oh, but I at the same time, it's just tough when, you know, you seem to be one of the only guys, really their only corner of note that, you know, is really a top performer. Uh, I know their safeties have played really well. Um, but yeah. And that'll do it for the Logically Speaking Sports podcast. We'll be taking next week off due to Thanksgiving, and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving!